This is a conspiracy channel. Welcome to the Hush Channel. This tale comes from W.C. Jameson's Ozark Tales of Ghosts, Spirits, Hauntings, and Monsters. This is the tale of the creature with no face. The following tale is sometimes told in northwestern Arkansas in the town of Berryville and the neighboring communities. It is related to friends and relatives but seldom to strangers. Many of the residents of that region who know the story of the creature with no face state they are often reluctant to relate the facts to outsiders. For one thing, they are afraid no one will believe them and will think they are making it all up. For another, some of their neighbors are related to those involved in the tale. During the mid-1960s, travelers along Arkansas State Highway 62 and nearby secondary roads often reported seeing a strange figure darting here and there in the woods and sometimes crossing the roads. Most of the sightings took place at night and the figure was described as being about the size of a boy. It was always naked but covered in reddish brown hair. Sometimes the figure would simply dash across the pavement and take cover in the adjacent woods. Other times, it would stand in the middle of the road, forcing oncoming vehicles to break. At least three travelers drove to within 10 feet of the being, close enough to provide a detailed description to the county sheriff. The creature, a term given to the monster by one of the travelers, was about five to six inches tall and completely naked except for a thin covering of hair. The most startling part of the description, however, had to do with the face. Each of the wayfarers who identified the creature stated that it had no face. One said it had a barely perceptible hole where the mouth should have been. Others claimed it had no identifiable facial features whatsoever. Yet another traveler, a farmer hauling box produce in a staked flatbed truck, encountered the creature one warm summer night. Driving slowly down Highway 21 around 10 p.m., the farmer was suddenly aware of something running in the bar ditch parallel to the road. Looking to his left, the driver was startled to see what he described as a boy covered in dark hair running alongside the truck. Most startling of all, according to the farmer, was the fact that the boy appeared to have no face. The boy never threatened the driver and kept pace with him for about one half mile when it suddenly veered off into the woods. When the farmer reported the incident to the sheriff's department the following day, he referred to the thing he saw as the wild boy of the Ozarks. And for a time, the name stuck. Throughout the Ozarks, just off country roads and lanes are a number of spots favored by high school age males and females for parking. In 1962, a 17-year-old boy and a 16-year-old girl, students at Berryville High School, burst into the home of the boy's parents to report a bizarre incident that had happened to them only minutes earlier. It occurred while they were parking, they said, near a ridge located just off State Road 221 north of town. The teenagers had been at the spot for about 20 minutes when they heard something scratching on the car near the back window. When they turned to look, they were shocked to see a horrible looking creature staring back at them through the rear window. The face, if that was what it could be called, seemed to be covered with hair, and the only feature that could be seen was the mouth, a dark, round, gaping hole. 
that drips saliva. As the two teenagers stared in shocked disbelief at the frightening image, a low moan escaped from the thing. Later, the girl stated that she believed the creature was trying to talk to them, trying to communicate in a very desperate kind of way. The boy, his heart pounding heavily with terror, quickly started the engine, shoved the gear into reverse, and backed out of the spot. At that moment, the faceless monster leaped on top of the vehicle and began scratching on the roof. From time to time, it would slap at the side windows as if it were trying to break them. When the driver slammed the shift lever into first gear and stepped on the gas, the creature slid from the roof to the hood of the car and began beating on the front windshield. Negotiating a sharp turn at high speed, the driver managed to dislodge the creature, causing it to slide off the hood and onto the ground. As he sped away, the boy could see it in his rearview mirror. It it was jumping up and down and thrashing about as a very angry. Nothing was reported of what was now being called the faceless wild boy of the Ozarks for several months. Then, in 1970, a group of young boys had been shooting rats at the Berryville City dump when they were, as they said, attacked by a monster. Though frightened badly, none of the boys was harmed. The subsequent descriptions of their attacker given to a sheriff's deputy coincided with those of the wild boy of the Ozarks. As the months passed, more and more people reported seeing the creature. All of the descriptions were identical. It appeared to be the size and the shape of a boy. It was covered with hair and it had no face. Sightings of the wild boy continued through 1971. In each case, those who encountered it felt threatened, but no one was actually ever harmed. One night during the autumn of 1971, a Carroll County Deputy Sheriff reported an encounter with the wild boy. As the deputy was patrolling a dirt road a few miles from town, he was surprised by the sudden appearance of a figure that rose up just ahead of his patrol car, an image illuminated in the glare of the headlights. At first, the deputy thought it was one of the local residents, but as he approached, he saw that the figure was covered with hair, and where the face was supposed to be, there was nothing but a slit for your mouth. As the deputy stared at the thing standing before him, he realized he was looking at the off reported creature the residents of the area called the wild boy of the ozarks this was no boy the deputy later wrote this in his report for the thing he saw in the glare of his headlights did not appear to be human following the passage of several more months a curious story emerged it began with the death of a 70 year old woman a widow named hattie who lived south of highway 62 after she was found dead in her home, a subsequent investigation determined she died from natural causes. The body was delivered to town where it was prepared for burial. When sheriff's deputies searched the house and property of the dead woman, they found an old corn crib made from logs out from behind the house. Close examination of the crib suggested someone or something had been living in it. After questioning some of Hattie's neighbors, a most remarkable story gradually emerged. Approximately 30 years earlier, Hattie had given birth to a boy, a birth that took place in her home and a birth that was never reported. According to her neighbors, there was something terribly wrong with the baby. It was not normal, they said. Away from the mother and among themselves, they referred to the child as a monster. The baby was like any other newborn in every way save for the fact that it was covered with long, fine reddish brown hair and it had no face. Knowing her baby would never be treated properly by schools and authorities, Hattie kept him at home, never letting him out where he could be seen by anyone. When Hattie's child reached the age of 12, he would leave the house from time to time and roam throughout the woods 
and countryside. His hair-covered body and disfigured face frightened neighbors, and occasionally, Hattie would be forced to chain the boy in the corn crib. In time, Hattie stopped chaining him, and it is believed he began leaving the premises on a regular basis to wander throughout the area. Though the child apparently had no overt intentions of ever scaring anyone, his bizarre appearance and manner made the neighbors quite nervous, even terrified. Some claim Hattie's boy only wanted to make contact with fellow humans, that he was lonely and that he longed for companionship. Others maintained the grotesque offspring was dangerous and that he had killed chickens and hogs, ripping their heads from their bodies and drinking the blood. The truth may never be known. After Hattie's death, the wild boy was never seen again. What became of him can only be speculated. Perhaps he still roams the deep and remote Ozark woodlands and bottoms, loving off wild game and vegetables. Perhaps he wandered to some other remote location where, knowing he would be shunned by normal people, he could live in solitude. Some think he might have died. Whatever became of the creature with no face has continued to mystify the people living in northwestern Arkansas. Personally, knowing that this was an actual human being who others called a creature and monster is saddening, especially coming from Hattie's neighbors who knew the child was born with a deformity and still murmured about the child being a monster, then finding out he actually got hurt and hit by a car while seeking out companionship just makes it all the worse. I do wonder whatever happened to him after his mother passed, because given that she would chain him up, I would hope that as she felt her life was near its end, she did not perform a sympathy murder and kill and bury him, feeling as if he would be better off dead as well since she was the part in this world. Given his deformity and how society had and would probably continue to treat him, this was definitely one of the more interesting stories given its ending revelation. This concludes this tape.